Hey everyone, <clears throat> it's me, Renisa. I'm about to choke to death, Lord Jesus. I took a sip of my drink right before I said hello. <laughs> it's me, Renisa. Um, yeah, so it's been a while. Wow, sorry. Ugh. Yeah, life happened, and yeah, life happened. <laughs> but today is December 31st. Wow, December 31st, 2019. Man, when I tell you, y'all don't understand how I'm like, I guess excited is not even the appropriate word. How much I am anticipating in the coming month, the coming year, and the coming decade. Like, I feel so blessed and honored. And I think it's really pivotal that I not only turn 40 at the end of this decade, but you know, I'm entering into my 40th year of life. It's a new season just completely all the way around for me. So I'm really excited about that. <clears throat> oh, man, I'm looking forward to what, you know, all this newness has to offer. I, it has to be something symbolic about it. And maybe 10 years from now, I'll look back and be like, oh, my God, I was so right. So I kind of didn't want to be cliche and talk about all the things I've learned and lost and all that good stuff in 2019. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that it's important that we do take time to sit back and reflect over the year, the month, you know, the week, the decade. Because if you didn't learn anything, then you're doomed to repeat it in the coming. <clears throat> I know these last 10 years for me have been, oh my God, monumental. I started the year 30, the decade 30, rather. Um, I had a 10-year-old and an 8-year-old, 7-year-old, actually, when the decade began. So they were still little, you know, two elementary school kids. And now I have a 20-year-old and an almost 17-year-old. Like, crazy. Crazy. So that means that she was almost 7. Yeah, so. Y'all know my numbers was off. Sorry about that. <laughs> And to just say that things have changed just would be an understatement. You know, I went from juggling daycare and after school care and, you know, elementary school PTA meetings and all of that good stuff to now we're talking about graduations and class rings and military service and college for both, you know. So, and that's just with them. Let's talk about me. Oh man, let's talk about me. When I started this decade, I was very fearful. I mean, I constantly lived in fear. I constantly dealt with depression and anxiety. And this was even before I could even identify what those things were in my life. The only thing I really, really knew well was the fear. I was afraid to trust. I was afraid to love. I was afraid to experience. I was afraid to grow. I was just so fearful. Um, every decision I made, every step that I made was rooted in fear. And I felt so unworthy, you know? I felt so undeserving, I, I guess is a better word to put. <clears throat> and not just, you know, and in relationships and like in relationships I felt that way in my career I felt that way in my my spirituality I felt that way 
you know, I've had, I just, just felt like my life was useless, was pointless. But I had these children that I had to take care of. And so as much as I wanted to, I still had to be here and show up every day. So I had this plastered smile on my face. Um, I had created this routine that literally just, I would just go through the motions every day. In the last 10 years, I contemplated and attempted suicide. Um, Yeah, that was, that was bad for me Uh, on numerous occasions. And people, you know, there are people that still don't know that. You know, they know about maybe one, but they don't know about the other, other times because I don't really talk about it. Because <clears throat> again, it's shame. You know, the fear that I would lose my kids and lose my job. And oh man, yeah, the beginning of this decade was very rough, very rough. Um, in this last decade, I dealt with a severe health scare that 99.9% of people in my life didn't know about it you know I I I had a a small breast cancer scare um luckily we caught it extremely early on so we were able to eradicate it before it became a problem but yeah there was a risk of them removing my breasts and the doctor was like oh let's just take them both which I thought was absolutely crazy that he would you know recommend that but he did (laughs) and I was like sir not even (coughs) but you know like I said that was eradicated that was dealt with swiftly uh, which is wonderful it was amazing I had great insurance at the time that's a whole other story Um, I've dealt with homelessness and repossession in this last decade yeah and unemployment yeah Um, oh man yeah, we lost our place. I lost my job twice in this last decade. And we lost our place. And I lost the car in this last decade. Yeah. Man. Um, what else? I was in a car accident. Mm-hmm. Hurt my back. Man. <laughs> I, and I'm laughing because, of course, it wasn't funny at all. But... Again, taking time to sit and reflect on the things that have happened a year lets you really see how much you've gone through and how much you've overcome. So those are all the, you know, the negative things that happened. So let's talk about the good things that happened in the last 10 years. Um, I started a magazine, two actually, (laughs) in the last two years. Um, I had Dominion Authority Magazine that I ran for... Um, a good, good few months, almost, almost a year. I ran that magazine. Um, I had a huge launch party for it. Had a local gospel artist come and perform. We had some spoken word artists. We had some um, comedy. We had a couple of groups. Like it was amazing. It was a huge party. It was so good. It was so good. The magazine was really well. Um, it was called Dominion Authority. So I really talked with people who had been through traumatizing things in their life and yet continue to push forward and continue to overcome. So it was really good. Um, I started a natural line. It was called Gracious Gardens. That actually did really well too. (laughs) Um, I sold soaps and shea butters and um, what else did I sell? Soaps, shea butter. Oh, and candles and candles. 
yeah, I did candles. Um, I used to do a lot of different vendor events and I would host my own events and um, I got sponsored by Eden's Body Works one time. They sponsored an event of mine, it was really cool. I started a mentorship group. Uh, initially it was just with young girls, but then it has expanded and I have like teenagers and young adults like between the ages of 16 and like 23. Um, boys and girls and we talk about everything about life, everything. Like whatever's on their heart. You know, I, I've made my home and um, my place a safe space for them to speak freely, you know, and express what they're feeling. And so we can talk about it in a constructive manner that's going to help them. I allow them to vent when they need to. And at times, if they need a place to, to crash, you know, to some cool off, I allow them that. And that has been, oh my God, I think that has, so far has been the best thing that has happened. Um, just being able to be in community with these young people. It's, it's been amazing. <clears throat> what else? Um, bought my son a car. Graduation. Something that I always wanted to do. I always wanted to buy my children a vehicle as graduation gifts. And I was able to do that um, for my son. And so that was amazing. Um, oh, my God. I ran four half marathons in this de decade. That was amazing. Um, this was before my car accident. And so I got in a car accident about four years ago. And I stopped running. But I just won a race entry to a local um, half marathon here in my city. So I'm really excited. I've been training for that. I'm a little cheating right now because this catfish and shrimp that I just had for dinner, baby. Woo, let me tell you. So that was good. Um, oh, man, I switched jobs. Um, same career, but different job and everything. And that was cool. I got to work for Apple, which was really amazing. Apple is like awesome. Like that's like a dream job. And I got to work there for just about two years, just shy of two years. Um, I got into the car accident around the time that I was working for Apple. So it was too, too painful. You know, I had to literally take time off to heal and get back together because I hurt my back really bad. Oh man, what else? We got a dog. We got Bentley. About four years ago, we got a little Bentley. I love to hate that dog. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. He's a good dog, but he's so spoiled. He's spoiled rotten. Like, my kids have, he's no good to nobody else. He can't live with anybody else. Because <laughs> he's so rotten. And it gets on my nerves. Like, I, you just, ugh, you're a dog. <laughs> so, yeah, there have been a lot of highs. You know, there were lows, but there also been a lot of highs and a lot of great things that have happened. Oh, man. Oh, I wrote a book. I published a book. Yes, I did in this decade. The book is called Cause and Effect. Um, it is available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Um, it's the story of, and I don't know if I've talked about it on a podcast. And if I haven't, you know, I definitely will in the coming, coming months or so. But it's about how I dealt with... Um, the previous decade, actually, um, my husband was killed in a car accident. So it's how I managed to, to get through that, you know, and some of the challenge I went through in that decade. So, yeah, that was my 2019. Oh, excuse me. That was my last decade. 2019. Man, I feel like 2019 has been a decade in and of itself. I've learned so much about myself. I feel like last year when I turned 39, I knew when that year started, it was going to be a year of 
reflecting and um, removing layers and peeling off um, things that I've carried, negative things that I've carried with my life in my life over the years. And I just felt it. And I don't mean that in like an overly spiritual way. Like I literally felt like my the year that I turned that 39th year was a rebirthing for me in preparation for this new decade, you know. And so I I learned a lot about myself. Um, I literally had to come face to face with some things that I was afraid of. Um, I I had to look in the mirror and own my own part in some of the mistakes that I've made and negativity that I've had in my life. Because, you know, we tend to want to put the blame on everyone else. Because sometimes we're afraid to look in the mirror and acknowledge where our fault is in everything that has happened to you. And so I had to do that in 20, 2019. Um, even when it came to my career, you know, I was frustrated with my career and felt like I wasn't moving forward. And I had to realize and accept the fact that I haven't grown in my careers because I haven't allowed myself to grow. You know, I... I I had carried so much fear for so long, it had become second nature to me. And I didn't even consider the possibility that there was a life outside of this fear. You know, Um, I didn't even consider the fact that it's literally just a choice that I had to make. Am I going to accept this or am I going to try to do something different? You know, I may fail, but I'll never know if I don't even ever try. You know, and I wasn't even trying. I just was accepting what the fear in my mind told me was the truth. And it wasn't. And so that was in my career, you know, even in my um, my spirituality. I grew up in the church. I love the Lord. Don't get me wrong. I love God. And I grew up in the church. It's all I knew. It's all I ever did. But I had to literally say out loud and come to the, the, the realization that a lot of the fear and the in, insecurities and the depression that I was feeling was stemmed because I was trying to be perfect in the eyes of the church instead of working on my relationship with God. God never called any of us to be perfect. But for some reason, I just felt this overwhelming need to be perfect for church. I mean, I would get convicted and feel like I was a horrible person because I used to love to sing on praise and worship team or the choir or whatever. And I used to love to serve. And I still love those things, but I would feel like I was a hypocrite. And um, God didn't really want me to do these things because I wasn't perfect. You know, I was dating and I, just be real, I wasn't, I wasn't abstaining from sex. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I mean, that's just honest. You know, I just, I wasn't abstaining from sex. At the same time, I wasn't out here just wilding. You know, I, there were times when I would lie. There were times when I would curse. There were times when I would drink. I mean, and so all of those things in, to me were flaws that kept me from being perfect. So how dare I try to minister before God and his people and I'm not perfect, you know? And so I, you know, I, I stepped away from the church 
I literally just, I just walked away. And it was hard for me to say it out loud, but that was the best thing that I ever did. And I'm not encouraging anyone to leave the church or go to church for that matter. I'm saying what was healthy for me in this season of my life. And I feel like um, this time that I've been away, I've grown, I've healed, I've matured. And I think my relationship with God and my spirituality is even stronger than it's ever been. Yeah. 2019, I had to come to terms and come face to face with my toxic side. As far as parenting and, you know, relationships with people, friends and everything. Um, My best friend, she had a horrible year. I won't say horrible. She had a very challenging year. And again, in my old defense coping mechanisms and my fear, because I didn't want to bug her. I didn't want to bother her. Even though I felt that she probably needed something from me, I avoided her and I stayed away from her, you know, because I didn't feel like I was good enough to be there for her. Ridiculous. We've been friends for almost 25 years. And when she needed me the most, I wasn't available. And so that really hurt her. And she told me, you know, we had a conversation and she told me and it broke my heart because that wasn't my intention. My intention was to give her the space that she needed to work through whatever was going on in her life. I thought that was the best way that I could help instead of understanding that that was me being selfish because I was afraid to deal with those emotions because when I went through a similar situation, that's what I did. I ran away from people and I didn't want to be bothered because I didn't know how to deal with those emotions. And so I had to come to face to face with the fact that if that was a cop out, that was just me not wanting to be the adult and do the hard things, do the hard work that needed to be done. I had to come face to face with the fact that in my parenting, haven't always done the best thing and some of the lessons that I taught my children over the years weren't the best and so now some of their responses and their decisions they make are a result of what they saw and learned from me I was a single parent I can't blame their dad (laughs) oh it's your fault he's like no I can't do that it's all on me and I, I literally had to apologize I had to have a conversation and apologize to my child for the mistakes that I made in raising them and be open and literally say, okay, so this is what is wrong. I apologize for teaching you this wrong thing, but I'm willing if you will allow me to hold your hand as we walk through this together. And that was hard because as parents, we want our children to feel like we got everything right. And they tend to think that we're perfect and we got everything right. But we have to be honest enough with them and ourselves to know that we're not perfect and we're not going to always get it right. That's what's important. They learn more by watching us work through our issues. I've always hated that term. Children should be seen and not heard. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. And I'm likely to do a whole podcast on that on why I believe that but in essence 
you expect your children to walk through everything that you go through in their life, but then not have any emotions or any thoughts or any ideas or anything when it comes to it. And then when they become adults and they're exhibiting these behaviors and these patterns and making these decisions and you're like, what in the world? Who raised you? You did. They saw you and the way that you respond responded to whatever you were going through to them was, oh, okay, this is normal. This is what I'm supposed to do. Whether it was good or bad, they learned it from you. Oh, I mean, whew. I had to do a lot of hard work. It was hard. It was, I didn't want to, <laughs> but it was so good. Like, I feel so amazing. I'm so excited for the coming year. Um, tonight, I probably will, I, no, I'm not probably. I will not be in anybody's bar, party, church, nowhere. Me and my kids are actually going to be at home and we are going to countdown in our living room. I'm going to have a glass of wine and they'll have some soda, whatever we, <laughs> they got and then go to bed. Like not doing anything extravagant. I think a simple, quiet New Year's Eve is what's best. That's the plan for tonight. I'm so excited for it. Guys, I hope you all have a wonderful New Year's Eve as well. Um, 2020 is going to be amazing. How do I know? Because if you're like me and you put in as much work as I had in the last 10 years, those seeds that I sowed in these past 10 years, I am going to reap that harvest in the coming 10. I already feel it. And I already see some of those those buds planting from the seeds that I planted. I, I, I Rising from the seeds that I planted. I said that so bad, but I'm sure you know what I meant. <laughs> but I can already see some of those things. You know, when I look at my children, I look at my daughter and my son. You know, I look at some of the things that are happening in my career and my relationships. My relationship with my mom. Oh, my God. At the beginning of the decade. Oh, God. It was horrible. And it's not like we are best friends now, but it's definitely significantly improved from where it was in 2010. <laughs> so, man, thanks for listening. Again, I apologize for it being so long since I've had um, a podcast posted, but there was a lot going on, you know, that last, who from what, Thanksgiving to about now? I think that's when I did the most work in 2019. But it, like, like I said, it was hard. It was challenging. At times it was scary. But I did it. And I feel great. And I'm continuing to do it. You know, I did seek therapy this last decade. Best decision I ever had. And I will likely continue to seek therapy in the coming decade. Because I really do, now that I've, I've done it, I understand its value. And I appreciate it so much. So hopefully you guys, I don't know, hopefully this made you think this was really just a, everybody was doing a Facebook post on what their decade, you know, what they learned. And I just couldn't put it into words, like typed so much. So I figured I'd speak it and let you guys hear it. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts, how your decade went, how your year went, how your New Year's Eve went. You can follow me on Instagram at 
Realize Legacy. You can follow me on Facebook at Realize Magazine. I think I said that so wrong. <laughs> Those are the magazine Instagrams. My personal is at Rainisa J. R-A-N-I-E-S-A-J. That's my personal one. You definitely can follow me there. Probably jacked up those other two. I'm going to get it right. Again, this podcasting thing is new to me. We're going to walk through this thing together. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. I so appreciate you. Again, the question that I pose to to answer in this podcast is what kind of ancestor do you want to be? How do you want to be remembered? Think about that tonight as you're going out and enjoying the rest of your evening. Happy New Year. I'm so glad that you guys are on this ride with me and I can't wait to see what the future holds. Love you guys. Bye.